Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. On today's episode of the Gary V Audio Experience, Gary sits down for an interview with Bloomberg during his February trip to Dublin, Ireland. In this conversation, Gary discusses the future of media conglomerates, the tendency of the lean startup to get fat and slow over time, and what stock Gary would invest in with $10 million. Two or three years ago, you started seeing the chink in this armor, right? Mm-hmm. You started seeing, yep. and we saw a little bit of a dip. Yep. If you actually read headlines, and I know you're on top of your shit, mm. there's, actually, there's actually money being poured a little bit back into television in the short term. Okay. You're seeing some of the yeah. digital, is it, is it viewability, mm-hmm. Facebook, mm-hmm. You're, you, some of the conservative companies, mm-hmm. Um, I'll call it a Procter and Gamble, mm-hmm. um, are starting to shift actually a little bit back to television. Okay. It's a small undercurrent, right. but, but it's there. Wh- why is that? Because of this. Okay. So okay. this is what happens, always. Yeah. Something new happens, mm-hmm. the internet, mm-hmm. digital, mm-hmm. programmatic, Facebook, mm-hmm. and people will go there. It's new, it's shiny, yay. Mm-hmm. But their business still sucks because they don't realize that no marketing is going to fix the fact that their deodorant sucks. Right. And so they, they don't use marketing as the proper proxy. Mm. They, they don't use their product as the proxy. They blame it on marketing and okay. then they go traditional. Okay. Unless you have good results. Marketing gets the benefit often yeah. of whatever's actually happening to the business. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing when things are going good, mm-hmm. you go safe and you protect it. Mm-hmm. And so the brands that are moving their money into television happen to be a lot of brands uh, from television to Facebook or programmatic mm-hmm. are ones that aren't doing as well. Oh, that's interesting. So, okay. but but that doesn't take away that it's not right. right. So what has never happened in the history of marketing mm-hmm. is common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense does not have a place in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And so there is not a human being on earth mm-hmm. that actually gives attention to a commercial outside the Super Bowl. Right. Like, it's just not happening. It, you really? may, yeah, okay. you may see it, but, like, but the true level of attention for the cost that that is put on to get in front of you yeah. is so broken. So I'm making a very absolute statement. Mm-hmm. A more proper statement would be that there's no shot in 2017 that a commercial is worth its cost mm-hmm. for the actual consumption and attention mm-hmm. that you're getting from the consumer on the other end. And it's, here's why. This is pulling us away. The problem with a commercial is we don't want to see it. And we don't want to see it in digital either. Mm-hmm. I would actually tell you that worse mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. a television commercial mm-hmm. is programmatic banners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me buying a commercial on Bloomberg TV versus a banner ad on Bloomberg.com, I'd rather buy Bloomberg TV. However, both are crap. Okay. I believe that. So what's the solution? Whatever the current trade is. So the current trade right now is influencers. Right. So like every brand in the world, even if it's a luxury brand or a B2B brand, should spend a lot more money on 15,000 people promoting it on their channels Mm -hmm. than buying traditional stuff. The number one answer is Facebook. Facebook is by far and away the greatest ad product currently in the marketplace. The answer is Google. Google search is still incredibly, things within Google, Google search, Mm -hmm. pre-roll on YouTube when it matches your search queries. Mm -hmm. So if you're searching skiing, 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 but then you go to watch a business keynote and I can put skiing in front of you, gold. Right. Okay. Um, so there's these little nuances that are the alternatives. That's interesting. So what's the uh, I'll give you another one yeah. that I think is wild okay. because this is not just a digital conversation. I think iHeartRadio live reads by the morning disc jockeys. <laughs> okay. I think the best native advertising in the world right now 
is radio hosts live reading on their show. That is like the podcast. yeah, like Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, hey, it's Howard Stern. I drank this beer last night. Like hmm. it natively integrates. Because what I trade on, so my life, yeah. if you want to know where these answers are coming from, is my one thing that has made me successful for the last twenty years, which is I've intuitively been right about consumer behavior. So I deploy my common sense meter to what's actually happening, and then I get my math nerds to call my bullshit. Okay. Now the problem with my theories a lot of times is that it's too early for my math kids to fully figure it out. Okay. So I was betting on influencer marketing five years ago when I started Grape Story, an agency to represent the Vine and Instagram and Snapchat celebrities. Right. Now there's enough math to say, wait a minute, Gary's right. You know, you should see the math kids. It's always the same game. Mm. They look at me like, You've got, either I'm an idiot or I've got an ego mm-hmm. or you think you're a big shot or old man, you've lost your ways, right? Mm-hmm. And then and there's no better feeling than when they come back two years later and say, actually, your CPM or whatever they right. trade on is right. If you buy 13,000 influencers, we're paying four cents CPM instead of 19 cents. Go figure. And I'm like, yeah, and people actually listen to those people for now until everybody's a shill. Yeah. It's just supply and demand. Okay, so, so those are the things that I'm pushing our clients at Vayner and that's my thesis on the current state of, of advertising. There's other things. I think sponsorship is incredibly smart mm-hmm. but I don't think it's a good deal uh, in the way that people think. So I think it's a good idea for Pepsi to buy the naming rights to a stadium mm-hmm. but not because I think the 35 million is worth or 80 million is worth how many times people see it or mentioned on television. It's the biz dev that comes along with being the naming rights person. Right. So if you're the naming rights to the stadium, well then you can, build your, you can bring your B2B partners on the field. They can meet the star quarterback. And so the macroeconomics work out on the trade mm-hmm. but not for what you paid for. Okay. So, so two questions. Yeah, sorry, I know yeah, there's no, a lot. Okay. No, no, you, you gave me a lot of information. But it, so the broadcasters are maybe freaking out a little bit less than they were before because if you're seeing what you're showing me here. But I, th- I think it's ebb and flows based on the network. Okay. okay. Uh, but they're all deeply in deep shit five years from today. And I mean okay. fucking that dead. Other question. Dead. Okay. Five to ten years. I, 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 you know, the market always moves a hair. Sl- I, I've learned in my older age to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, there's only one reason the money's not pouring out now. Why? Because the media companies that place it make more margin on placing television than they do on the stuff they should be placing it on. Okay. Well, let's get to the real crux. Okay. Do they hate you? No, because they don't think I have a big enough voice to act. Like, they don't think this means so much. And the truth is, I can't move the market. Mm -hmm. Even in a great publication like this. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to end up being historically correct. Okay. Well, that's gotta be worth something. It's been my whole life. But five years, they're... I would say five to 10 years that the big four, big five, big seven, globally, the big 15, if you're making your money, and there's a lot of it in it, yeah. by interrupting an original piece of content mm-hmm. with a 30 second spot, mm-hmm. you're in deep trouble. Okay, so five, 10 years from now, who gains? Whoever replaced it. So, so, so you look at publishing. It's harder to make money on the print advertising. Mm-hmm. People have evolved. They make it online now. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that the big three and Turner, I think not CBS, but the other three and Turner created, mm-hmm. are creating an OTT, mm-hmm. well that's smart. Mm-hmm. You should put yourself out of business, mm-hmm. right? So who's gonna make money? YouTube and Google, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, and then whatever conglomerate, whether it's a Hulu, whether it's this new OTT from the big networks, 
whoever, you know, whether it's HBO, whether it's, I mean, look, Barstool, which is a, a, a startup sports brand, which is now, and Bleacher Report, they're clear, what ESPN did to Sports Illustrated, Barstool and Bleacher Report are gonna do to ESPN. Right, right, right. Because you know what happens, this is just basic business. Mm-hmm. You start off fast and innovative and great, mm-hmm. then you become big, mm-hmm. and then you become slow. Mm-hmm. And then your economics are tied into what right. you make, and then you don't wanna disrupt yourself. Which is why CEOs like Bezos are so special because if they don't pander to Wall Street and keep breaking themselves, they continue to run the course. So, so what about traditional content? I mean, I'm very interested in the future of content providers and the media. I mean, as they go out of business, they you know, scale back. Well, they don't go out of business. NBC owns real meaningful equity in right. BuzzFeed and Vox. Right. They don't go out of business. They well, transform. As they morph. I mean, as they Wall Street Journal just you know, laid off 200 people, for example. As I mean, they should. We're feeling the squeeze. Of course you should. Um, as not go out of business, but as their business devolves in a certain fashion. Well, so, um, so let's talk about it interesting. Let me yeah. give you a great example. Yeah. Let's say you get laid off. I actually think that it's meritocracy. You then either decide to go work for something that's the newer version of what you were at, or an entrepreneur like me goes, no, 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 no. You need to become the thing. You need to be the Ariana Huffington or the Jonah, right? And then you start, and like, this is evolution. So the talent, I remember when I was talking about blogging and things of that nature, people were like, journalism is dead. I'm like, no, 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 no. The golden era of journalism's coming because everybody's gonna have a shot. It's actually meritocracy. The talent is gonna keep more of the economics. Mm-hmm. You know, the old classic adage of like, who, who had the leverage? Mm-hmm. Was it Walter Cronkite? Was it MB, like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that plays out long tail. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by the carnage that is left over because where does the money go? Who does it go to? But this has always happened. Mm-hmm. Like we transitioned from a primary radio society mm-hmm. to a primary television society. Nobody felt bad for the carnage and who killed, right? Like mm-hmm. people evolved, CBS evolved and actually did become, mm-hmm. an, right? Yeah. But a lot of people didn't. Okay. So the future of content, traditional content providers is morphing with how the media consumption evolves. You know, I just think, you know what I would say? Hmm. They were just renting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. They were just renting. They had their 137 year run. They had their 41 year run. They had their 19 year run. They're just renting. Content is pure. We have it in written form, audio form, and video form. Who's the curator Hmm. is always gonna change. Not everybody's Ariana Huffington. And by, by the way, that's great. And not everybody was NBC and CBS. There was a lot of big media companies that tried to get built, right? Mm-hmm. That's be- the beauty of, of capitalism and meritocracy. Right. Give me your thoughts on Twitter. And by the way, yeah, by the way yeah. Jonah Peretti, yeah. who went on to later do BuzzFeed, mm-hmm. has, a, has a ton to do with the Huffington Post. Yeah. Ariana Huffington's awesome. Jonah yeah. Peretti is the one who hacked Google. Like, like when you look under the hood, yeah. there's a lot of winners in that story. Right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Really? Yeah. Really? Because you can be great with content if nobody hears you. Yeah, it's meaningless. Right. So, so give me your thoughts on Twitter. Just, I'm trying to get my head around the fact that you know they're not killing it, nope. and yet they're so essential to like look at everything that's going on with politics yep. right now. So, what what is their? It's very easy. Future? Uh, well, I don't know about their, I'll get back to their future, but let me tell you why it's happening. Mm. Twitter is a water cooler. Water coolers make less money than newspapers. Mm. So Twitter's functionality is actually the water cooler of our society, which means there's a lot of talking and a lot of listening, but a lot of chaos. And so you're not being sold to when you're networking at a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting down at a presentation, you are. 
Well, that's what Facebook and Instagram and the other platforms are. They're more, they're more CMSs. Right, right. Whereas Twitter is actually more of a social network and a communication place. Okay. And so that's hurt it because mm-hmm. when you run ads in it, they're not landing as well because people are not consuming it there just to consume content. There's a lot more conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what Twitter did wrong was they tried to deploy a model of advertising that was more conducive to the Facebook, Instagram, newspaper, like yeah. media consumption. Right. Where meanwhile, they were more of a conversation tool. What they, what they needed to do was probably create more of a Netflix model and like charge everybody to use it. They, they, they modeled wrong against their reality. And they also didn't innovate the product for four to five years. That's what's playing out right now. So they still remain necessary, but they're. they're I actually think they're maybe maybe the most necessary tool in the world. I, I've been saying for years that whether Twitter makes it five or seven years from now, there will be a Twitter. Mm-hmm. The same way Facebook took over for MySpace, there will be that. They'll probably it's, be under different ownership. That will be a totally different company unless they yeah. fix their stuff. But yeah, I mean, their ads are overpriced. Yeah. It's not a good place to spend your money. Okay, it's interesting. So. Where, uh, you just uh, think it's, yeah. you got two more minutes? I'll be okay. What's that? One minute? I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Let me ask you thing. just. Um, I could be 10 minutes late and leave at 540 and still make it easily. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm easing through here. Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> just, just tell me, um, it's kind of a magic question. I was asking it in Davos um, in January. You got 10 million. Just say you have for fun, 10 million. Dollars? Dollars. Okay. And you have to put it into one single investment. And Facebook. I actually wrote. Facebook. Okay, that t- that took all of like a millisecond. It's you know what's even better? What? I'm eating my own dog food. The only stock I'm buying stock, right? Right. Facebook. And it's not even close. It's the most underpriced stock in the world. Seriously. Mhm. Okay. And how does that work? Cuz Wall Street doesn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, that's okay because when I got interviewed 24 months ago and it was $80 and said that answer, that was the response too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so you're banking on the future of Facebook. Facebook is disproportionately the most important company in the world. Wow, okay. Where do you think that $80 million of TV money's going? Yeah, Facebook. Okay, interesting. If they get 10% of it. Okay. Which they deserve 30. Right. So. Interesting, okay, so Facebook, that's your, what else? That's it. That's you're putting it. everything in Facebook. That's really. Ten, it, oh, oh, right. You asked people ten, and they did like I'll put four. No, 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 no. no. I, just, I, oh, I asked you did? single. I just. By the way, even if your question was, even if your question, nothing. It's not even. Like, I, uh, Amazon would have my attention. Okay. Two CEOs who care more about their legacy and have all the control, and that's why I would bet on them. Okay. Because they're not pandering to Wall Street. Wow, that's interesting. And they're on trend. Yeah. You know, there's probably some other entrepreneurs that have control and not pandering. I just believe what they're doing. Yeah. Facebook is stunningly underestimated. Huh. Um, by the way, just going back to my original question, there was a breaking news about an hour ago. Um, Telefonica basically moved their ad spend to digital. Just to be clear, so let me give you something that let me give you something that, that let me tell you something that's going to uh, really really make your article have more teeth to it. Okay. People don't realize this isn't a traditional versus digital conversation. Mm-hmm. So this company, mm-hmm. Havas, if they keep the account, and I don't know how, how, what's happening, mm-hmm. well then they're, then they're, they're getting they're hurt. But let's say, they, let's say they kept the account. Okay. And somebody heard they're going from traditional to digital and you heard that they make a lot of margin in television like I said earlier. Right. There's actually a place where they make even more margin than television. Programmatic banner. 
programmatic banner, what is that? So programmatic banner buying. Programmatic ad buying on the exchange to show up on economicsdaily.org in banner form where the KPI is the CPM cost. So like, where do you think all these banners that show up, pre-rolls, pop-ups, these are bought in a... Of of course you do, (laughs) which is to my point. The two places where the biggest media companies make all their money is television and programmatic banner ad buying. I think programmatic Matic banner ad buying yeah. is even worse than traditional. Okay. So I think the best buy in the world, mm-hmm. the number one, if, if you ask me the same thing about not stock, what would you do with $10 million to advertise? Right. My answer would be to buy a Super Bowl commercial. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm trading, I'm trading attention. Mm-hmm. It's not digital mm-hmm. or you know, traditional. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear that they're going all digital, I mm-hmm. actually get scared because I'm scared that they're gonna put that all into buying banners on the programmatic exchange instead of buying influencers and Facebook. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes, wherever you're kind of listening to this. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.